Hey, 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 how's everybody doing? I'm Uncle Dust, and this is Uncle Dust versus everything. Well, if you didn't know, Patrice O'Neill, comedian, black man, big fucker, big hands. You don't want to be raped by him. Also, one hell of a fucking uh, bridge burner. Um, had a stepdaughter, um, pro swinging, pro, every man should have more than, you know, one wife, okay, these are the qualities that big Pat to the Reese, Lamumba. Oh, Muhammad O'Neill brought to the table. His name was Patrice O'Neill. And this is dedicated to my wig as it, I had to say that. My wig as it was down from day one. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill, man. He uh, died in... What was it? 2011? And Bill Burr, my competition, <laughs> the competition, Bill Burr, being that he, well, he's a bald ginger. I guess I'm still a hair having ginger. Uh, and since he's in the comedy game, and I'm in the unprofessional comedy game. He's like my arch enemy. Uh, but uh, Bill Burr, man, was uh, good friends with Patrice O'Neill. And they just dropped um, a Comedy Central um, kind of, you know, document documentary. Oh, damn, why is that so hard to say? I have a hard time doing anything that's not cussing, it seems. That's really my strong suit. If I could just if I could just say cuss words and everybody would understand from the uh, what I was getting at. Like apes. If I could just bark fucks and shits and cunts and everybody understand where I was where I was going with it. But um and I hate saying but um but um Badam, 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 badam. He, he, uh, so Bill Burr made it, you know, uh, and we, I heard it was coming, uh, for a while now. And there was a bunch of YouTube videos that were made, um, about it. You know, cause I'm always watching, <laughs> do yourself a favor and go, uh, on YouTube and Google Opie and Anthony. Patrice O'Neill, Opie and Anthony, and Patrice O'Neill, and there's, it's gotta be, I tried to count before, because some, some channels have them numbered, and then, then you think you've heard them, but I'm not sure how many official guest appearances he did on Opie and Anthony, but I would, somewhere on a hundred, somewhere around a hundred, I would think. But if you want to fucking, 
here. I mean, if you have never heard of it, it, it would almost be beautiful. I would love, that'd be like, if you enjoy comedy, and, and I'm not saying everybody has to know who anybody is, you know, or any comic or comedian. I'm sure there's thousands that I don't know that are might be funnier. Who knows? You know, some people don't get the shine. Some people don't know how to market themselves. Some people don't. Some people burn the burn the right or wrong bridges. Uh, Patrice did that well, um, and as you watch the boat, um, it'd be like it'd be like giving a, a blind man sight. You know, it's it would be similar if you had never heard of Patrice O'Neill and you go. To his first appearance on Opie and Anthony. Which I can hear it. You hear Jim. Um, I believe. Who brings him? I believe Jimmy. Jimmy Norton. Uh, another known comedian. In, um, and does not get the. Uh, one of the best broadcast. You know. To be able to be funny for that amount of time. On air. Is difficult. And to be. He's funny he's not oh, okay that's you know entertaining you know be entertaining is one thing but jimmy doesn't get to do for that you know or he does depending on who you're asking i guess other comedians would say they they know how funny he is but um i believe that jimmy brought him in um because they worked at the uh, comedy cellar together doing stand-up and he brings him in, and uh, like out the gate, he says, "They ask if he's funnier." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's fuck yeah, he's funnier." I mean, the dude—that's saying a lot. Jimmy Norton is fucking hilarious, and then to hear him say this guy is funnier, you know, authentically, is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, man. Um, especially when you get that when you you gotta know you're that funny at a, at a certain point you just know you're funny you know and then to know that there's another man walking the earth that's uh a lot you know it's funnier than you it was uh it was cool it was a cool moment um so 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 bill burr so well i guess you gotta go patrice o'neill died of uh complications from diabetes, and he talks about it in his act. Um, some of the, everything he, all the jokes that he makes are, are fucking, if they're not the, it doesn't have to be the funniest, but it, you can tell it's all original. You know, original angles, which is, is difficult um, these days to see. When you see comedians, um, it doesn't matter really, it, well, if you see certain races doing certain jokes, certain, um, that you go, this is just, I mean, is it parallel thought that you guys are so shitty? Now, you can't think of anything original. I mean, you could literally talk about anything. I heard, uh, Norm MacDonald say that, like, back in the day, he said that Sam Kennison told him that. 
you know, Sam, the great Sam Keniston, rest in peace, man. You know, told Norm Macdonald when he saw him in, uh, I think it was Ottawa, uh, Canada. Sam Keniston was torn, and I believe Bob Saget was there. Bob Saget, man, I didn't even know. Like, I grew up watching Full House, and I didn't know he was the comedian. <clears throat> I didn't find out he was a comedian until years later. You know, I was like a, I was like a full-grown man with full-grown balls. I said, what? Motherfucking. I'm talking about Uncle, Uncle, uh, what was it? Uncle Jesse, was he, it, they were all related, right? It was the three brothers, and then it was fucking DJ. Um, I can hear my brother's voice right now going, what that other girl name is? <laughs> He was here, right? And what that other girl name is? The little fucking blonde DJ. I remember. I remember this was a debate when we were kids. It'd be like, which one would you, bone? which one would you bone? You know. And I always thought that uh, the younger one was cuter. I don't. I wasn't a, a DJ. A DJ uh, first. I was a, you know, I forget the, the other the other girl's name. Not not the not the Punky Brewster ish. Uh, she was like the knockoff Punky Brewster, the, the their friend. She was kind of a know it all, broad. I forget I, I forget her name too. But she would be. I even might take her over DJ as well. So it'd be the. So in order, if you if we keep so you go. The young, you know, not obviously not the fucking Olsen twins, but I, I mean, when we got older, I, I am from the generation that basically there was a fucking countdown. And that that's really the last time that I think you were allowed to, to do that openly is to be like a countdown till they're, till they're 18. And so, like you, like anybody in hell had a chance. Of smashing the Olsen twins, dude. Like, who the fuck? Who? I mean, these bitches were billionaires. You know, like, before they were 18. They were on their way there. Like, any of my friends, you know, any of them had a fucking shot in hell. But, you know what? After you find out that they, they like drugs, you go, hey, you might have had a shot. Because everybody knows that Drugs just levels the playing field. I mean, it could be prime, prime badge. And, you know, got more money and all that come from good stock. And then you find out, you know, they got a good heroin habit. And you're like, oh, what? What? What's good? Like, let's, let's do this. You know, that's when you start shooting Texas. Well, back then you would have had the, I don't know, pen pal? Or they probably had a fan club. Well, they probably won't write the fan club. <coughs> I wonder how many, I wonder how many letters the Olsen twins got before they were 18. Like, say, you know, between, let's say when they were 14 to you know, before they turned 18. 
how many people were writing in just with, you know, can't wait, like almost like, you know, sending, writing down their, <laughs> their sexual fantasies to the fucking Olsen twins. Cause, and there's even a song, um, uh, I remember Ari, the rugged man, the rapper making a, he on, um, with Cage and Mighty Mai from East uh, East Coast All Stars made a song on on the album, one of their out al- on Porn Again. It was called Porn Again, and it had Beetlejuice on there. Not Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice the midget, the black midget from the Stern Show. He he does like the intro, and he does a few little sketches on there, and he. Uh, he fucking in the song uh, called "Bottom Feeders." I think he's. I, I, I'm almost positive he says he's he's gonna bone uh, the Olsen twins or count down the Olsen twins. Some some reference like that. So it kind of peaked at about that time, about like '99. So because I mean they were they were like a little younger than me. Because even when on the TV show they weren't as young as they. Uh, portrayed them, obviously. I mean, that's how acting kind of works, right? It's always like, I mean, and for people that don't believe that, just look at porn. Just look at the porn. When they're like, they're like, oh, just turned 18, you're like, e- in what fucking universe, woman? You got crow's feet already. I mean, I know porn ages you by, you know, 10 times uh, faster. Oh, I got gas like a motherfucker. Jesus. So I'm home alone. And uh, I'm watching. My wife's at work. I start watching. I hear. I turned on. Uh, who was I? I? I think it was Jim. Uh, not Chip Chipperson. His podcast. but uh, Which is a great podcast too. Chip Chipperson with Jim Norton. Check that out. That's a great, great one too. I was just watching a clip of it right now. With uh, He always, you know. Check it out. And uh, he had Anthony Cumia on there from Opie and Anthony and uh, Bob Kelly, um, which all these guys knew. You know, they were good friends with Patrice O'Neill. And uh, so, so I'm, you know, I'm home. So I, I'm, I try to find it. You know, I find it. Somebody uh, bootlegged it or whatever the term is, screen recorded it, but it's got good sound. It's on YouTube. Because <clears throat> I don't have a, like most people, I think these days don't. I don't have cable. You know, I just have the internet. And I got Hulu from my daughter, and I got you know password for net. Well, I don't have Netflix currently. So if somebody does have a uh, Netflix password, leave it on the uh, the hotline. I think I left the phone number on the uh, on the page. I left it there. I got a phone number for the, uh, the podcast. You guys can leave your. You know, tell me what you think, Patrice, if you, if you know anything or your favorite story. I love hearing them, man, because I'm a, um, I, to this day, to this day, I still uh, listen to them. You know, I listen to old O&A at night, you know, and uh, I was always a, a uh, I didn't listen to it when I was younger. I didn't, I don't know if I just wasn't listening to talk radio, I guess I was, and I was like, talk radio? I was like, who the fuck would you, why would you turn on the radio and listen to people talk? Like, I just, I didn't get, it was like, 
I mean, I didn't get it, you know. And then years later, when I was out of the Navy, I uh, moved to Orlando, and there was these guys called Monsters in the Midday. They were pretty kooky. They were pretty kooky. I remember they were doing a. Uh, they were doing a show. My wife told me this that they, they had a character, in, or one of the people on the show was Savannah. I think her name was Savannah. And they were doing a skit, and they were like down in, in the uh, OBT, they called it Orange Blossom Trail. And it was like, uh, you know, drugs. There was some, you know, your typical uh, things you find in the hood, poor areas, you know. Drugs, crime, uh, a lot of strip clubs, giant, giant gay club. They used to, they used to take all the dropouts from, uh, you know, whatever gay was on TV that became popular, like won a contest or whatever. They, you know, you'd see like big signs advertising like uh, Clay Aiken. I remember that Clay Aiken was on signs everywhere for his Parliament. It was called the Parliament. It was giant, and it had a motel connected to it. It had a giant motel connected to the gay club. And I was like, oh, that's fucking. But then I, as I was saying that right now, I remember that when I first got out of the Navy and my wife, it was not my wife yet, but was my, uh, we got, we were living in Cali together after I got out of the Navy and at my mom's, I'm living at mom's house again. Like, what the fuck? What am I going to do now? And, uh, you know, we got in a big fight. We were doing dope. we were doing drugs. Got in a big old fucking blowout. I threw, I did a movie thing where I threw all the clothes out into the like middle of the night. Just threw all her shit out, and she got in a car. And I fucking, of course, yes, you know, came down the next day sober and was like, "What the fuck, dude? What a fucking idiot, bro! I was fucking retarded." You know, and then so she. She and her, you know, she she had a kid that was uh, not mine by blood. At the, and at the time, I was, we were just, you know, we had been together for maybe, I don't know, six months, seven, eight, seven, eight months at that time. Um, and I was building, like, a connection. But it wasn't, like, cemented with the, uh, my daughter. It's now my daughter. Like, I mean, I raised her from, uh, well, she must have been three, three years old, four years old, yeah, from about four years old to, she's 24 now with a, with a grand, with, with a uh, baby of her own, uh, a daughter that she just had, uh, so I'm a, I'm a grandpapa, you know, um, but at the time I was just like, oh, this is just a fucking, some dumb kid, whatever, <laughs> Give shit. I was like, get the fuck on, son, kick, kick rocks. Oh, just like in the fucking movies, that open the door, and I wonder where I got it. I remember seeing shit like that when I was a kid. Well, actually, I, I mean, I saw shit like that, but I should say, not personally, like, uh, I saw way worse than that, so I, I should have, uh, if I, if I did what I was, saw when I was a kid, I, I would have, uh, you know, uppercutted her and, uh, like, like, seeing, uh, almost boyfriend whoop up on my uh, mom and see my mom give it back as well. I was just, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that mom's was a, <laughs> mom's was a victim. 
She was not. She was a lot of times the antagonist and was a very violent woman. Uh, very violent. She could get. She could get very violent. And it was like second. It was like nothing. And I was like, Jesus. How come you're not like Mrs. Kirchmer that fucking picks me up from fucking picks us up from school, has sunny D's, you know, uh, gets us like goes through a drive through, like has. I I used to wonder why like, you know, my friends. I remember my friend Brad. Like, this is so crazy. Like we would make it to his house like. And I didn't call anybody. I just, you know, school's over. I just wandered the streets like a lost dog. Like, who am I, where am I going? Like, I didn't have to call and check in. Uh, not that my mom didn't worry, but I mean, she just, like, I was just, I was being a fucking, you know, being a typical teenager. You just fucking forget. But I'm not going to make excuses. I was a fucking, you know, doing what I wanted to do. And I, I remember going to Brad's, B-Rad's. And, uh, that he hadn't, he was there when I got fucking court-martialed. He was there later on, fast forward, fucking eight years later that I got court-martialed. He was there. But we ended up at the, uh, at his house. And there's, like, we walk in his house and there's, like, a note that says, like, you know, hope you had a good day, honey. And then, like, two candy bars and, like, his favorite two candy bars and a freaking soda. And I was just like, What? Like, that blew my mind, because we didn't get, I didn't get candy like that. We didn't have, like, if there was something, if there was something sweet in the house, it was gone, like, immediately. Like, nobody, you know, if something was bought nice like that, it was, it was rare. And I was like, you get that every, every day? He's like, yeah, like, my mom leaves me, and it, his mom was, like, as old as my grandma. That's another thing I remembered. I think that, I don't know if, if Brad had, like, I think he did, I think he, I want to say he had, like, older brothers, like, one of those, one of those, uh, the sets of parents that already fucking have, uh, already had kids, like, they raised a whole family, and then they had one more, when they're, like, 18, when all the other kids are, like, over 18, they have one. Anyway, so back to, uh, old Patrici, old Patricky, as they called him, and, uh, Oh, I know what it was. I seen a guy popped up on my YouTube. I must watch so much Patrice O'Neill on uh, Opie and Anthony, the, the algorithm. <coughs> Excuse me. The all-knowing algorithm kicked out this... I don't know if he's just a regular dude. Had like a couple thousand views. And he said, uh, you know, I just watched the Patrice and I wish they would have put this in it. And they were saying that... And I, that's what I was watching now that I remember. And it was while I was fucking fuming about coffee that I didn't have. You know, my coffee machine broke, and that's a fuck, dude. You want to talk about going through withdrawals? I was withdrawn. Like, I get, whew, my wife's sleeping, I'm storming around, like, being quiet, loud, you know? You're like, you're creeping, but you're not, you're not, like, slamming the door, but you're pulling it shut a little less easy than usually at five in the morning. It was like four in the matter of fact, it was like four in the morning. Kind of like, fucking, I've been getting up early and earlier. And I've got nothing to do. I mean, I get up. I, it's like I'm in the habit. I mean, I I get up, record. You know, I'm recording this in the evening time here. But usually I get up. You know, I I mean, when I was working full time before I, uh, you know, broke 
blew my own back out. Um, you know, God, I'm going to work. You work hard. You fucking, you know, I drink fucking with the family. We go out to eat. I, you know, Joe's Crab Shack, whatever. I mean, and, uh, you know, real classy. Joe's Crabs. <laughs> that dumbass sign on the set is the dumbass sign that says free, free crabs tomorrow. They always put that cute shit on the side. Like, who the fuck, dude? Who's going there? I'm going there. Just, and it, it wasn't because of, well, I mean, I love crab legs. I mean, but I, it was because of the bar, happy hour, and then we had two young kids, and they had monkey bars and, like, a sand pit and, like, things for the kids to do. So it was kind of like a win-win for me to, you know, get blackout drunk after work. We'd, like, I'd call my wife, told her, meet me over there, and I'd fucking drive my work van. Where whoever the fuck I just house I just came from scraping up their dog shit and um, cleaning piss out of their carpets and couches. Meet meet a, meet a, meet my wife and kids over there. Meet Bobby and Bobby and Deb and Cassius. Fucking you know, get smashed. And uh, yeah. Anyway, what the fuck was I saying? Um the fuck? What, Dusty? Come on, buddy. You're fucking smart. You can fucking think. Okay, so, yeah, so I was watching the, uh, this guy's talking about, Patrice didn't talk about, they left out the, uh, his jail time. He had some jail time, um, that made a big impact. I've heard him tell the story. It's on Opie and Anthony, if you want to check it out. It's like, it's like Patrice O'Neill, fucking, it's like the life changing story or story of a lifetime i think it is and uh he was like 16 and uh i mean left it out but go and listen to that episode it's great it's a great story it's hilarious um uh, but he goes uh he him and some buds you know had just had consensual sex with like a 15 year old and like 16 <laughs> and i guess in boston I mean, this is in Boston, and he's black, and his friends are black, and it's Boston, and everything I know about Boston, I mean, it's a little intense with the racial, uh, you know, you don't fuck, uh, you know, old Mick McGillicuddy's, you know, ginger-haired daughter, you know, blackie, back your shit up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they meet, and this girl is just like, you know, of course I'll fuck all your big black dicks. So they smash, you know. I don't know if they had big black cocks, I'm assuming. I'm just stereotyping at this point. They might have tiny cocks. You know what I mean? But they go to jail. He, they went to jail. You know, in prison. They sent them to real jail. With, with grown-ups. And they're like 16. And you're like, what? So they left that part out. You know, where he had to go in there with killers when he just had young consensual sex and was racial, obviously. Because I don't see, you know, I haven't Googled how many, you know, how many young white kids that are 16 boning uh, black broads, let's say, or white broad for that matter, uh, are getting sent 
to the big house, you know, for, uh, I think he was in there, I want to say for like a year, but his friend, one of the friends that were convicted, because they were all convicted, it was like, of course you're getting convicted, you know, learn a lesson, dude, keep your dick out of fucking old white, little white girls, dude, and uh, makes you wonder if it was some, you'd like to think it was like the cop's daughter or the, or the judge's daughter, but I, I have a feeling it was just some fucking... You know, just some whiny, just some honky, some honky, um, you know, but what, but what the story was is that they had consensual sex and then the girl was embarrassed about it. You know, the girl was embarrassed about it, um, uh, because somebody found out like, that's how it is. You know, a lot of the times with the consensual sex, right? I mean, when you're that young and if they get made fun of, it's fucked up, but a lot of girls can say, you know, they can say they got raped, or they can say, you know, or they can say, you know, they took advantage, or I was drunk, or there's a million excuses, but she went to, she went the fucking, you know, the super, you know, the super fucked way, which was, uh, you know, they raped, they, uh, I think she was saying they raped her, you know, anyway, anyway, check it out, they let that out. And they left out the, uh, um, what was the other one? I think, bub. Use your last two brain cells in there, bub. Come on. Come on. I'll give you a cigarette. I'll give you a cigarette. Uh, left. Uh, oh. Oh. Opie and Anthony. Uh, they're in there for a, a sliver. <clears throat> they're, out, they're in there for a sliver. But they're not in there as much as they should, because most of most of his rec recordings, as far as time time wise, it was on Opie and Anthony. Like I said, there's you know each episode of Opie and Anthony's like they, their radio show ran from like eight to twelve or seven to eleven or something. It was like four hours. So the episodes when he's there, he's there for most of the four hours. So there's like. You know, it's like, if, even if he's on 100, that's 400 hours. I can do math. I'm smart. I'm smart. I can do that one. You yeah. know? So what I did a lot of drugs, and I'm, you know, I'm retarded uh, most of the time. I fucking love this dog. My good boy. I got my good boy chilling with me, Bernardo. He's a big old pussy. I like to tell you he's a pussy, but I also tell you that he'll, he hurts me. So if you're listening to this, call the police. He hurts me. He beats me. He yanks me. You can't yank this dog, Shane. That's what I've learned. He's so he's so big. He's so big. And he's so black. Who's <laughs> that George Stephanopoulos or fucking Wolf Blitzer? Fucking during uh during uh Katrina. <laughs> Look at all these looting. Look at all this looting. Oh my god, it's so sad. They're so poor. And so black. <laughs> but he's, this fucking guy, you know, he's like a buck twenty. Just and I, I don't know what I'm thinking, dude. It's like giving Oh oh fireworks. That's cool. Oh yeah. Damn, they're setting it up. What's, what's today? Is it Martin Luther King Day? What is it? 